Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today on the podcast, I have another special guest on with me. We were destined to meet and be in each other's lives for so many reasons. She is a woman that holds incredible strength, and I'm not even sure that she knows just how much I admire her will to heal her life. She is full of love and light, and today she is here to share her very personal journey with all of you. So everyone, please help me welcome Julie to the podcast. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. I'm so glad you're on with me today. I find your story so inspiring, and I can't wait to share that with everyone else today. Thank you. Yeah, I am actually, I'm very happy that I'm in the stage where I can share it now. I wasn't a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I think is so important about today's episode, sharing how you got to where you are today. So let's take a little journey back though, to tell everybody how we met and what has happened in the last three years, because we did meet three years ago. (laughs) It feels like forever. When we were talking about that this morning, I thought there's no way it's only been three years. No. And then I kept saying that to you, no, that can't be. And you're like, no, that's when we met was three years ago. And it feels like a lifetime. And when that happens, you know, it's a soul connection from many, many different lifetimes. So I love that. I do too. So we met at our kids' soccer game outside. It was outdoor soccer. And I will say that this is kind of a funny story, but I used to show up to the soccer games and it was, you know, my son's first year ever playing soccer. And I deal with people all day long and I just didn't want to have to engage with small talk. That's just who I am. I like deep, real conversations. And so I would show up to these games and my husband is the assistant coach. And so I would show up with my hoodie on kind of over my head and just sit there on my own and watch the game. (laughs) And I think there was a lot of people looking at me like I was a bit strange, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, and you just came to the game. So you didn't come to the practices. So we didn't see you there, which there was a lot of conversation that happened at practices too. So when you would come to the games, I remember kind of seeing you and thinking kind of drawn to you, but then I respected that it seemed like you didn't really want to be approached. So I kind <laughs> of let you be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because one of our mutual friends, husbands, who I adore, but he had said to me in person one day, this is last year, or the year before, he said, you know, Karina, when you used to come to the games, we just thought you were stuck up, you know, biatch. And I was like, oh, what? And he said, well, you just came and you just put your hood on and you didn't look at anybody. And I said, wow. And he said, well, look, we know that you're not like that. He said, but that was our first impression because you just didn't want to talk to anyone. And I said, but now you get it. Right. And he said, oh no, we totally understand. And I said, I just sometimes shut down and I I can't engage. It's just, I have a hard job. Yeah. And I think for the record, I didn't, I wasn't one of those that thought that. (laughs) (laughs) I know you didn't. You've told me that many times and I'm like, okay, it's just funny. Some of the the husbands had mentioned that to me and I thought, I'm sorry. You know, I just, I couldn't engage. It was just too much for me. And I do love that real talk. I don't want to talk about the weather and the game and stuff. I want to have really in-depth conversations because that's how I like to chat with people. Yeah, I think uh, it took till the winter season before we really kind of got to know each other because you started coming to the practices. That is true. That was our indoor when they were practicing indoor. So it took a while. Yeah, it took a while for me to let my guard down a little bit. And then it was 
at the practices where you and I just, I don't know, it was like magnetic. We just instantly came together. And I remember sitting beside you and going, oh my God, it was so comfortable. It was so Mm -hmm. comfortable. I just let go and I felt like I could talk to you about anything. And then we had another one of our mutual friends, husbands, he would come sit with us. And I remember that conversation that we had, that one conversation that was so in-depth that that changed everything for our relationship. And we were talking about life and healing and the other side and spas, remember? Yeah. (laughs) Because he was laughing. He's like, I love that too. And I'm like, you are one of us. This is great. (laughs) Yeah. That conversation, I remember it was so intriguing to me because I hadn't really spoke with anyone about all of those things. And to hear you speaking about that, I just felt like I needed to know more. I felt like you were really intrigued. And that's when I said to you, well, here's my business card. If you ever want to learn a little bit more. And I never really just hand out business cards like that. It's not something that I do. I try to, I used to, I should say, hide from this and not tell everybody what I did, especially someone on my son's soccer team. I'm like, I'm very guarded. I don't want, you know, to go there. I just feel like if you're needing it, then you need it. But that day I felt like, Hey, okay. I think she needs to know some more. I think part of the reason you gave me the card is I was also dealing with um, my dad's passing a few years ago. And I think that maybe looking back on it now that my dad was the reason you gave me that card. I believe so. I always say that everything happens for a reason and we meet people for very specific reasons in this lifetime. And I believe it was him bringing you and I together, not just for a session in the future or anything. It was more so we were supposed to be in each other's lives for, and we'll continue to talk about that in this whole episode about why, (laughs) but I find divine intervention amazing. And yeah, from there, we just do you remember, like, we just started like hanging out with our kids all together. Yeah. We just, our kids were just so close and we well, started kids, doing so much together. My kids just gravitated to you. They felt so comfortable and they just wanted to be around you and they loved your healing room. And it just feels <laughs> yes. so good for them to be around you, which is kind of crazy because it's not like that with everyone. You know how much I love children. I always talk about children and animals because they're so pure and they're such bright lights. And to Mm -hmm. me, you have incredible, incredible kids, Julie, like they're so full of light and they are so kind. And every time that we would get together and you would come to my house, they would go into our healing room or my healing room and we would just sit there and we wouldn't (laughs) even do anything. It would just be all of us laughing in there and they all want it to be in there. Do you remember the times when they would like lay on the ground all together with their pillows and blankets? Yep. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And to me, that's when you know that all of them need it. All of them need that beautiful light that, you know, we can project. And so I think it's really important that we've had this amazing connection because, because it's not just about you and I, it is about our children. I am so glad that your kids really do trust me on a, not just Mm -hmm. a, you know, a human level, but on a soul level. And I know that, and we'll explain a little bit more (laughs) about that too, coming up here soon. But I will say that for us, it was not only again, our kids, but for us, we would go out together and we would, we started walking together, which is everybody knows is one of my favorite things to do for exercise. The only exercise I like to do, but is to walk. And we would go out for like an hour and a half walking 
like seven kilometers or whatever, three times a week. And I never once felt, and I still to this day, never feel that it's work because I always feel like our conversations are the best ever. We get so much off our chest. We always end up texting each other later later and saying, (laughs) oh my God, I feel so much better today. Like that was exactly what we needed. And that's how we built this incredible level of trust between each other. Yeah. We even went out in the winter and that's not really like either one of us walking in the middle of December. (laughs) That is for sure. And yet we would bundle up, remember our hats or mitts, everything. We're like, let's go. And it was our, our way to really release energy and, and build that connection. Because then shortly after that, you said, you know what, I think I want to come for a session. And I, first of all, I'm I'm not going to say that I wasn't nervous. I was because I thought, "Uh Oh, you know, it's hard yeah. when I become friends with someone and they want a session because I hope that I can see, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember like through the walks, you always said to me, you know, don't say too much about your dad, just in case you ever decide that you want to come. And mm-hmm. so we kind of kept it, you know, I didn't really talk too much about it. And then um, when I was ready to come, I, uh, I came to you and um, I know that I was nervous. And I remember asking you, I'm like, what if he doesn't come? <laughs> Right. That's true. And you did ask yeah, me that. I asked you that and you said, don't worry, you know, he'll be there. And sure enough, he came. <laughs> and I do and say I that do to everybody too. because people think, what if I show up for this session and my loved one isn't going to be there? And I always say the same very thing. If you are guided to me for a session, they're the ones who did it, not us. We didn't plan this. Your loved ones always know when it's the right time for you. And so there was no question in my mind that he would be there that day. Yeah. And I think I, I had doubt just because of our, you know, past relationship, it wasn't that great. And I remember. You, you mean know, between we were, you and your father, correct? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Between my father and I it wasn't, wasn't that great. It wasn't, you know, the best, but we, we were working on healing that. And then he passed so suddenly. And I remember the conversation I had, the last conversation I had with him, I was, I just about didn't answer the phone because I was making supper for the family and everything. And the phone rang and I picked it up and then it was kind of a shorter conversation and then kind of hung up. And then not even 24 hours later, my mom phoned me and had said, your dad had passed last night. And I'm like, what? Mm. Like You're lying to me. Like I just talked to him. He sounded fine. And I remember thinking, I wish I wish I paid more attention in that last phone call because, you know, I was distracted making supper and, and whatnot. So for me to have this chance with the reading with him was something that I never thought that I would have so we could heal and say our goodbyes. Right. So, yeah, like when I remember you saying to me, too, when when he did come, you're like, he's pacing around the room, his arms are crossed and he's got so much to say. He's talking so fast and. I did get the healing that I needed. We both were able to say sorry for, you know, the things in the past that I guess maybe we were too proud to say when, when he was among the living and yeah, so we were able to say it and it was very healing for me. I'm glad it was. I don't remember any of your session, as I say about most people, I just, Mm -hmm. I, I channel and then I, you know, delete it and I start fresh for my day because it's difficult, but I do remember you coming to me and saying, oh my goodness, I feel so much better because I did get that, that closure really. Yeah. And it's funny. I was reading over the notes because I, I took notes after, and then 
a couple of days ago, I decided to just kind of look over it and see all the stuff that went on during the session. And there was this part that you told me that he kept talking about this comb, curved comb in my daughter's room. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I just, I couldn't figure it out. And it bugged me because I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. And then it was about a week ago, my daughter was making her bed and she pulled out this curved comb out of her bed. Oh and I was just like, I remember texting him like, is, could this be a sign? Like I, it's, I know it's been a couple years or whatever since the reading, but this is just a little too weird. <laughs> it, you know, I laugh about that because I think it may seem weird. However, sometimes even in a session, things come up and it hasn't even happened yet. And then people will message me later on and say, oh my goodness, this actually happened. <laughs> Did I expect this to happen years later? No, but yeah. what are the chances, right? He obviously knew that we were going to be doing this today and so. talking about him. So it's a nice little sign to say, remember that I'm here, I'm with you. And he'll be a part of this today. How amazing. I love that. Yeah. When you text me that, I was like, and there's another cool sign that happened years <laughs> later. Wasn't expecting that, but yeah, it was, it's never too late for those signs. I love it. And I think I told my daughter about it because she wasn't there when I read the notes and then she just felt so happy and felt like uh, just a good feeling to know that, you know, maybe Papa is around. I love that. She's a very, very sensitive child. I know mm-hmm. all your children are, but um, your oldest is very open and she has such a bright light around her. And I want to go into talking about something that happened. I think it was last yeah. year, wasn't it? Um, yeah, t- yeah I think, it was. Uh, just before Halloween, I think. Right. You had, I'll let you tell the whole story, but I wanted to share this part today on this podcast episode, because I think sometimes when we have children that are so bright and so full of life that sometimes it's like a moth to a flame, sometimes darker energies love that light. And I just always have told her, even since I met her and we got to hang out and her and I have a really special relationship. I feel like I always tell her, look, don't let anyone ever squash your light. And then I will let you tell the story about what happened so that we can explain how much she was affected and what we did to fix it. Okay. Yeah. So Basically, she just had this unexpected situation with a friend turn really bad. And they were just having a conversation over FaceTime and it turned very dark very quickly. And I know that instantly she just was, she lost control of the situation. She felt overwhelmed and just shut down. And I could hear, you know, her saying, stop, stop. So I come into the room and had to end the call and just try to figure out what was going on. And I knew the energy didn't feel right. And the, one of the first things she said to me was, can we please call Karina? And um, so we, we called and you said, like, I think it was FaceTime. And you're like, no, this isn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. And you dropped everything to come over and help her. Cause she just basically, she shut down and I don't know if you want to say when you came. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was looking at you guys on FaceTime, I, because I called right away on FaceTime, I didn't want to do it by phone. I was like, I need to see, I need to see what is going on. The feeling I had was just so not okay. 
And so we connected on the FaceTime. I remember looking at her and she was just shaking. And I thought, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is, you know, I love her. So I was like, nope, I, this is not acceptable. I said, hang on, I will be there in whatever it is, 20 minutes or something. I grabbed all my stuff, yeah. put everything together and I ran right to your house and <laughs> I walked in and the poor girl, her face just, you know, I'll never forget her just looking at me and going, oh, like, thank God you're here. Yeah. Cause she knew that I was somehow on a soul level that I was able to help her. Yeah. So I remember going up to the room and I, I just remember asking her to stand in front of me. I was like, I need to clear you. We cleared the whole room, got it all sent away. I cleared her. We just, um, we did a bunch of different practices to get her clear. And then we sat in her bedroom where she cuddled into me and I'll never forget. She was just, she felt so safe. She literally cuddled into my arms. I was like, okay, I, I've got you, you know, I know this was the scariest thing you've ever experienced in your life but I've got you. And with that, your other children, the other two yeah, were also terrified because of the energy that they were feeling. And I looked at them and they looked at me and I was like, it's good. I got it. You know, we're okay. And yeah. then they calmed right down. It was like, they trusted me enough to, when I said it was good and it was okay, they believed it. And then it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was when it happened. I mean, it was beyond the scope of what I felt like I could control because I just felt how am I going to help her and I was so grateful that you were in our life and we knew that you were the one person that could help this situation and you know me I love kids so much and I love your children to pieces and like I said her and I we just have a special soul bond and Mm -hmm. I knew that she did trust me enough and I'm so grateful that she did trust me like that because now I know that she knows without a doubt that I would be there for her no matter what. All your kids, yeah. anybody ask yeah, me for um, help, I will drop everything and to <laughs> I would step in because that's how much I, I love to protect children because of their bright light, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we've gotten to that place with your children and my kids even where they hang out and they feel like they're in such a safe space and they just mm-hmm. feel very open to all of this and and they're they're learning so many things and techniques and tips that are helping them as they grow and evolve and I love that yeah it's pretty crazy even my youngest who's six like some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth I'm like (laughs) how do you even know that but she's so so zen and she oh she's something else yeah she's always wanting to give you massages (laughs) she because she every time I'm there she always knows like either I'm overworked or I'm exhausted. And she'll always look at me right in the eyes and she'll go, yeah, can you just sit down? And I'll say, Oh, why honey? She goes, I just need to massage you. And I'm like, you are the little healer. Like she is, she is something else. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other yeah. episode. Cause she, I could do a whole episode about her. She is, I always look at you and I go, she's like a little guru. Like, yeah. like who is she? I really want to take a deeper look at her past lives because she is out of this world. She's, I don't even know if I have words to express how amazing she is as a healer it's she knows it's wild it is absolutely wild so with my youngest being such a healer and just she just seems to naturally know these things my other two children especially my middle my son he um, has been using a lot of techniques that 
you know, Karina, you've taught us and just even listening from some of your podcasts, I've had them listen to the podcast. And there's things like you always say to me, like, if you're not feeling good, then think you are perfectly healthy, you're perfectly fine. And just little mantras. And I think that all of these things that we have talked about in the past has been for a reason, because I think that, you know, my journey that I didn't know was coming, I needed to know all of this stuff beforehand so that it could support me with, you know, what we're going to talk about later. Right. And I think sometimes, even when we look back at our conversations from a couple of years ago, and all the things that I do feel that you learned and how you changed a lot of your mindset about healing Mm -hmm. your life and helping the kids and stuff. And I do think that you needed this, you needed to almost prepare, let's say it that way. You needed to prepare because neither of us knew really at that point what was coming, but I'll let you share your journey with everyone. Okay. Yeah. So basically about a year ago, so February, 2021, I had not been feeling that great a little bit before that and things were happening. I was having headaches and chronic pain and fatigue, and I just couldn't explain why these things were happening. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really get a lot of answers. You know, I was told you're a mom of three, so, you know, you're going to be tired. And I just knew in my gut that that wasn't, that wasn't right. And then February came and things started to get worse and I was getting cramps in my muscles and spastic movement and just pure exhaustion. So I knew at that point that something was definitely wrong. And I ended up calling my neurologist. Okay, so I guess if I was to go back a little bit, just uh, to explain a little bit more, um, back in 2014, I had a similar situation happen, but it was a little bit more extreme. Um, I ended up in the ER and had some blood test, blood test, CT scan, MRI, they found inflammation on the brainstem and lesions in the brain and ended up telling me that they thought it was transverse myelitis and that I would basically, it wouldn't last or they didn't think it was going to last. And then they also said something else, which I will come back to. So coming back to February, 2021, knowing that I was going through similar symptoms kind of scared me a bit and I knew that I needed to take some action so I phoned my neurologist and um, he did take me back on and thankfully I was able to get an MRI within I think about four days of the call which is kind of unheard of because usually you have to wait pretty pretty long to get one but somebody had canceled last minute and they called me and said do you want to come in tomorrow and I said sure let's do this so I think that might have been a little bit of help from above to get me in there so I could deal with. Wow. Yeah. Whatever was going on, I just felt that I needed to get answers. So um, I went for the MRI and then about four days later, I received a call that would forever change my life. I remember (laughs) hiding in the closet away from the kids because at that point they were homeschooling. So they were everywhere. So I had to go to the closet to take the call from the neurologist and I get emotional because in that moment when he told me (laughs) I had MS, uh, sorry, my world just collapsed, you know? Yeah. You get all these thoughts that run through your head. Like, I didn't know what that meant. What did my future look like? And what I knew of MS wasn't good. 
So I just kind of sat in the closet and cried silently and had to collect myself to, to face the kids and face my husband and put on a strong front. And I didn't want the fear to spread to them. So I wasn't ready to really to talk to anyone because I didn't want the fear to spread to anyone. So basically my husband, he's my rock. He, he's the one that I just poured my soul out to. And, you know, we, we were like, okay, you know what, we have to deal with this. We need to figure it out. And my neurologist mentioned that it might take two to three months to get in to see the, the MS society. And for me, that wasn't fast enough. I wanted answers now. So basically uh, I went to the trusted Google to start my, my research. And sometimes that can be a very scary place. And yes, it can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at first, you know, I was overwhelmed because there are so many medications out there that treat MS. And I was looking at them all thinking, how am I supposed to know which one is best for me when they give me options? Like, why is there so many medications to treat one disease? And it just it scared me. So I just kept looking because I'm like, I don't, this doesn't feel right. And that's when I came across, I get so excited to even just talk about this. I came across a site called MS Hope and they actually have two websites. So it's MS Hope and Direct MS. And like I said, I honestly remember being so excited and just filled with hope because they had, it was like a jackpot of information they recommend changing your lifestyle. So they have something called the best bet diet. And it's basically cutting out a bunch of foods that really is not good for somebody with MS. And it can be a world of difference for you if you cut out like dairy and gluten and just change your lifestyle that way. But also they talk about, you know, exercise and, and that kind of stuff, spirituality, even meditating. So for me to find this, it just was like, godsend. Yes. Like, like, how lucky am I to find this website before my meeting with the MS society before they recommend medication and me thinking maybe medication is the only route for me. So I just feel like there was a reason I found this webpage. And so, you know, after I did a lot of research, we also watched, um, so Matt Embry, he is the spokesperson and he actually has MS and he did a documentary, Living Proof. And my husband and I watched it and it was an eye opener. And after watching that and doing all the research, you know, I knew my path. I knew in my gut and in my heart that I had to give this a shot. I needed to try healing from within before Ooh, I could. standing all over. <laughs> like, it wasn't an easy choice because it's going against mainstream. And if you watch the documentary, you will see how hard it was for them to go up against, you know, mainstream thoughts on how MS should be treated. And mm -hmm. it's kind of, I don't know, kind of a new thing maybe, or just it's different to treat it with <laughs> proper diet, exercising and meditation and just taking care of yourself from the inside. And I just knew in my heart and my gut, like I said, that this was the way. And my husband supported me a hundred percent. He's like, I remember him saying to me, what does your gut tell you? And I said, it tells me I need to give this a shot. So yeah, I just, I know that I wasn't ready to talk to people about it. I was excited that I found a path and a way to go, but I felt more hope than fear after that. Which is amazing. 
It is. And I think you were probably one of the first people other than family that I told, and it was on one of our walks. I remember that day, Julie, so clearly. I know exactly where we were when you told Mm -hmm. me. And can I share this part? Because I was like, I mean, it's something that still I have to like, you know, wrap my head around, but we were walking and you turned to me and I knew you were emotional and you had opened up and told me that you had MS. And I looked at you and said, look, you're going to be okay. You're fine. And you were like a little taken aback at first. And you were like, what? (laughs) I think what most people expect is to hear, oh my God, are you, you know, and almost like in, in a loving way, but mm-hmm. really concerned for the person. And I'm just looking at you going, okay, yep, this is what you've been dealt. It's not going to be easy, but I said, you're going to be okay. Every part of my soul knows that you're going to be fine. You're going to turn around, journal all of this happening, and you're going to share it. And you're going to help so many people, Julie, someday. And I remember when you were kind of, you know, looking at me like, okay. And when we got home from the walk, I messaged you right away in a panic almost because I said, (laughs) wait a second. I didn't mean to come off insensitive. I wasn't trying to come off insensitive. I was channeling and this is what I got. It was such a clear message for me and you genuinely understood. Yeah. And I think like little did you know that that is exactly what I needed to hear. Like the words that you said to me, it was it was comfort. It was hope too. And I totally trust you. And I knew in that moment I was making the right decision. Mm -hmm. I believe so as well. I, without a doubt, the minute you told me and my hair standing all over Mm -hmm. my body right now, as we're talking about it, I looked at you and said, you're going to be okay. I know you are. I'm not even concerned. I'm not afraid for you. I feel this is happening because you're going to teach about it someday. And sometimes we have these terrible experiences in a way that are for a bigger reason. And your reason was because you're a natural born healer that you were going to give back and you were going to shed this light on so many people. And I, I see it already happening. And, and I just said this to you the other day, I see how healthy you are you have this incredible energy that's radiating off of you. And I said, my God, you just, you feel so good to me. Not only do you look great. I looked at you and said, oh my God, there's something that just feels so good about you. You just feel healthy and stronger than ever. It's, it's funny you say that because I've had so many people approach me and tell me, you know, how how good and how healthy I look. And I I joke to my husband, I'm like, did I look like really bad before and unhealthy? Like what's going on? Why is everybody saying this? How bad did I look? (laughs) It's definitely not that. It's just, you have this incredible energy that's coming off of you right now. It's strength, it's hope, it's healing. I can go on and on about what you emit right now. And it's incredible for me, not only as your friend, but as the healer to sit back and watch you heal your life. Yeah. It's it's something that I didn't ever think, you know, possible. It's been like a spiritual awakening for me. and, And I know that things shifted within once I was diagnosed and I couldn't really explain it and couldn't really talk about it. And I mean, it's taken me over a year 
to even be able to talk. And I'm surprised, like I said, that I'm I'm sitting here doing this podcast with you because it's not like me to want to share because to me, it's I'm vulnerable and I'm not ready to expose that out to everybody. But I don't know, like I said, I just felt things shift. And also I was so inspired by even Matt Embry and his journey and how vocal they are. And I don't think they actually realize how many lives they have changed and inspired. And I'm forever grateful. And I can't even really put into words what finding that website and what they have done for me. And I think it's kind of ignited something within me. And I'm grateful also for like the amazing tribe of people that I have in my life, because without them, I couldn't, couldn't have this strength. And I wouldn't be where I am, just like how you were put into my life. And my husband is my rock. And my kids, they are my, they are my why. And so I just, I, I feel so grateful. <laughs> it's amazing for me to sit back and watch your journey unfold right before my eyes, because everything that I was seeing a year ago is coming true. You are healthy right now. You're strong. You're only going to become stronger and you are going to do what you just said about Matt. You're going to do the same. You're going to journal as you have been and put it all together and share this story of not only dealing with MS, it's not about the diagnosis per se. It is about faith and how we can really turn things around with positive energy and believing that a higher power is out there helping us on this journey. Yeah, I think, and that's, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I know that one thing you have taught me is trust in the universe. And that's something I don't think I had before. And, and to have those previous conversations in our walks to talk about, you know, trust in the process and, you know, talk to your spirit guides and all of that helped me trust that, you know, this is going to be okay. And I am going to fight. And I'm going to just keep going one foot in front of the other. And, you know, not every day is a perfect or great day. And I still sometimes I'm crying in the shower, or it takes everything to get up and do something, but I just want to keep going. And sometimes those days are the days that I push harder. It is hard when we have those moments overcome us. And it's easy to slip into that rabbit hole of fear and negativity and almost like a pity party. Cause I will say I have done that many times in my life because I've come through so much myself, but mm-hmm. what keeps me going as well is knowing that we have an incredible power around us. If we just tap into that, we can come through anything. Yeah. I truly believe that it's pretty amazing. Um, I think also another important thing to mention is I remember you teaching me about the green healing light. So I sometimes if I'm not feeling well or having a rough day or just any day, I kind of visualize the green healing light and and picture myself as I am healthy and perfectly fine. And I do that with the kids, too. And I try to teach them that, too, because I think it's important to uh, to do that and to trust in that. And I will say too, that when Julie's talking about the green healing light, that I always tell everybody, we have the ability to heal our own physical bodies with the help of spirit on the other side. So I will say, just imagine that dark green emerald light coming down through the crown of your head 
down your arms, out your hands, out your palms, and you place your hands wherever that healing is needed. And you let that green light flow into that particular area. And it's amazing. It is. So another thing that I think is very important is mindset in my journey. And one thing that really stands out is you taught me if I'm having a bad thought or a bad day, instantly think, cancel, clear, delete, cancel that thought, cancel whatever is happening that's bad and just start fresh. So a lot of the times, you know, if I'm having a bad thought or the kids are, we say that. And I think that that helps uh, with your mindset. I believe it does. I believe that we all have the power to heal ourselves and our thoughts create our reality. So if we're very mindful of our thoughts, we can do amazing things within our lives. Yeah, I truly believe that. And I do believe I am healthier than I've ever been. And it sounds so strange to say, you know, I have MS, but I think I'm healthier than I ever have been. And um, I think it's thankfully, you know, that I have taken on that mindset and I'm, and I'm fighting. I love that. Never, ever give up. I totally agree. Um, I'm not giving up. And, you know, I think everybody should find something that drives you so that you don't give up. And I know that I'm putting one foot in front of the other and I do it for myself, for my husband and my kids. I love that. So I want to leave you all with this today. Life is full of ups and downs, and it is easy to lose faith and fall into that fear. We will all have difficulties somewhere along our journeys. And it is in those moments that we can easily give up. But that is when we need to dig even deeper and trust in the universe to help us. Always, always listen to your intuition, that little voice inside of you that is guiding you at all times. Our souls always know what to do. It's our heads that get in the way. So I want to thank you all so much for joining us today on the Divine Messages podcast. Julie, thank you so much for sharing your healing journey with all of us. I truly believe that your story will inspire many others on their own path to healing. Thank you, Karina, for allowing me to share my story. I'm very grateful that I have this platform to be able to share. And I hope that one day I can be as inspirational as you because I truly believe that, you know, you have changed so many lives. And I don't think you yourself know how many you have changed. So I hope that you know, you keep going to and keep inspiring. And you will do the same. Thanks, Julie. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the Divine Messages podcast, as well as on Facebook under Divine Messages or the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.